0: In this week's episode of the podcast, I thought I'd share some of the answers to questions I gave my students um, around my thought process on property investing and just life in general. So behind the scenes, some of my No Money Down property investment students and masterminders, they actually asked progressive questions in a training room one day that they wanted progressive to ask me that they were too shy to ask me themselves or just things different to property investing. The questions were put to me in the Progressive Studio recently. I recorded it as a YouTube conversation which is out on the Progressive Property YouTube channel. By the way, if you've not subscribed to the Progressive Property YouTube channel, go onto YouTube and look for Progressive Property and make sure you like, subscribe and and join that channel as well so you can actually see some of this content as well as just hear it. However, I'm going to send you straight over to the recorded version of my answers to my No Money Down Students questions. I hope you enjoy this and I'll see you soon. The question I'd like to ask Kevin is, how would you use debt to generate money? This is something I picked up from Rich Dad Poor Dad, and I would like to get his perspective on it. Right, so how do you use debt to generate money? Well, there's only really three ways to generate money. Number one, you can make money. Only the government can make money. They print it. Number two is you can earn money. That's where you exchange time for money in a job. And number three is where you create money. And you can create money only really through using assets like property, for instance, where you create money by painting, decorating, and doing up a property. So for instance, I'm in a commercial property right now, a commercial studio. You could take this and turn it into residential into an apartment. The same building as residential would be worth more money than as a commercial. That is creating money. Here is the thing. Most people go through life earning money, exchanging time for money in a job. They think they're making money. They're not. They're earning money. Time for money. Only the government make it. But you can move from earning to creating and the quickest way to move from earning to creating is actually to take on already existing debt so as robert kiyosaki said in rich dad poor dad how do you use debt to generate money well you could take control of somebody else's debt remember the richest people on this planet are the ones with the most debt poor people spend their time trying to save money and get out of debt Wealthy people spend their time trying to create money and get into good debt. I currently owe the banks millions of pounds, but I'm only starting. I want to leave this planet at some point in the future where I owe the banks a hundred plus million quid. If I owe the banks 100 plus million quid, I'm going to have significant equity, I'm going to have significant wealth to create generational wealth for my family for years to come. But if you are trying to get through life saving money to get out of debt, you will never be wealthy. So when you talk about using property to control debt, you can do things like lease option agreements. So let's say somebody has a 100 grand property and if the property market, let's say they bought the house for 110 grand, took a 90% mortgage from the bank, 99 grand, and then the property market drops 10%. Well, if the market drops 10%, that 110 grand house is worth 99 grand, but they owe the bank 100. So they have more debt than they have equity. They're in negative equity. There's a lot of people across the UK in negative equity and there's gonna be a lot more going into negative equity. Now I could try and buy that 100 grand house off somebody and an amateur investor will try and buy it for 80 grand. But they can't sell for 80 because they owe the bank 100. But even if you bought it for 80, You'd still have to put down a 25% deposit, 20 odd grand. You'd have stamp duty, you'd have legal fees, and it's gonna cost you 20, 25, 30 odd grand to get control of a debt, not a property, because then you take out a mortgage, a debt. So why not just give the owner, right, give the owner one pound to take control of their already existing hundred grand debt. They move on with no loss because if you buy their house for 80, for 85, for 90, they lose. You lose, the winner is the bank. Why not just take control of their debt? So the bank loses, the government loses, but you and the owner win. This is what we mean, and this is what Robert Kiyosaki means, about controlling debt. No money down property investment techniques are the only way, thinking differently, that you'll build a large, scalable property business by thinking about controlling debt instead of buying your own debt. I've come to realize realisation that rent-to-rent is great and brings cash, and it can pay your bills however it is also a business which can be scaled and it has its own equity within it what do you think about treating renting model as a business with direction of selling it in the future when you reach certain point or you find a buyer who will pay well quite a good ma- amount of money for it rent to rent is very much a business many people trying to get started in property want to be property investors they want to invest money into property the whole point of a successful property business is to get the business to pay you now there's 2.2 million landlords in the uk and over 2 million of them only own one house it is a retirement plan they are what i call investors the business owner is the letting agents who manages those properties A property business pays you today. A property investment doesn't necessarily pay you today. You could do buy to let. Or you could do rent to let. Why do you have to buy the property? Put down 25% deposit, put down stamp duty, pay legal fees to rent a house out. When you could just do rent to rent. You take control of the property. On a rental amount, you pay the landlord a rent instead of paying the landlord a rent. Management fee. You just rent it. You pay the landlord a rent instead of paying the lender a mortgage. It's one or the other. But rent to rent is fundamentally a business. It's not an investment because you don't own the asset. But in property investment, if you think about, let's say, hairdressers, a hairdresser, they rent a building and then cut people's hair. The building is the investment owned by somebody else. The business is the hairdressers owned by the person cutting the hair. Now, when you do rent to rent, the building could be the investment owned by somebody else and the property business could be single let, by to let. It could be rooms, HMOs, houses of multiple occupation. It could be serviced offices. You could take a building like this and run it as an office and rent out each individual office space. So the building is the investment. The business is what you do with somebody else's building just like what a hairdresser does with somebody else's building they rent the building to cut the hair you rent the building to rent the building rent to rent the question i would like to ask kevin is how does he keep up with his energy you know i would love to have some of his energy and keep going (laughs) and also what advice would kevin give when you're having a low day and how would you kind of like change your mindset to positive mindset and use that in your advantage. Okay, so how do I keep up my energy? It's very simple. I, I got married to my wife and she keeps me on my toes because I've got to keep my energy up all the time to keep up with her. Um, no, on a serious note, um, how do I keep my energy up? Um, I was in a job for years, and 10 plus years in a corporate job, and I would go to bed at night tired, and I'd get up in the morning Tired, And I went to bed tired and got up in the morning tired because I was doing something for someone else that I enjoyed to a point, but I wasn't um, building a legacy. I wasn't working on my own dream. I wasn't creating something for myself. Today, I go to bed at night and I struggle to fall asleep. And I wake up in the morning before any alarm. Why? Because I'm working on my own business. I'm building something I'm passionate about. And you want to be doing property investing because it allows you to build your own dream, your own legacy. And it's the the only thing, the only thing I've ever found that allows average people to become wealthy. I'm not a genius. I'm not a rocket scientist. I'm not, you know, Elon Musk or somebody. I'm just a person who can buy a house, paint it, decorate it, do it up and rent it out to somebody. Or rent a house and rent it out to somebody. You do not need to be a genius to do that. But once you find something that allows you to live life on your terms, you will become passionate about it. And then you will create an additional energy within yourself. Life is too short for sleeping. Get up and put yourself first, put your family first, and drive towards achieving your goals. Second part of your question was, how do I lift myself up when I'm having a bad day? Um, We are in the United Kingdom I grew up in Ireland, I moved to the UK, and we are in a world of opportunity, where all I do, anytime I think about a bad day is I reflect on things like, there is war in the world, all over the world. There's war on our doorstep in Europe. There is people starving to death around the world. There is people dying today of diseases, and I am going to moan about something in my life, you cannot keep looking internally and moaning about stuff that's happening in your world when you have to realise what's happening in the rest of the world. Um, there's a, I'll give you a, chi- a story of a Chinese farmer. Chinese farmer, what happened one day was he had a horse and the horse ran away. And when the horse ran away, the neighbours came round and they said, oh my God, what bad luck. And he said, well, good luck, bad luck, I don't know, we'll see. Anyway, a few days later, the horse came back with two other horses. And the neighbours said, oh my God, what good luck. And he said, well, I don't know, good luck, bad luck, we'll see. Anyway, his son started breaking in the horses, training the horses. And his son fell off one of the horses and broke his back and got paralysed from the waist down. The neighbours came around and said, oh my God, what bad luck. And he said, I don't know, good luck, bad luck, we'll see. Anyway, the very next day, the general from the local army came to every house and recruited all able-bodied men to go to war. The neighbours came around and said, oh my God, what good luck. And he said, "Who who knows, good luck, bad luck, we'll see. Here is my point everything happens for a reason there's no such thing as good or bad luck just balance and the problem with the world today and one thing i really fear for for my kids is that we are bringing up people who are soft soft people and we talk about mental health good mental health or, men, or poor mental health well mental health is mental health good or bad right Many people, what happens in the world today is they do not know how to deal with what was normal 20, 30, 40 years ago. My dad died in 1999 at 79 years old. He was born in 1920. He lived through the Second World War. I could never, never, right, go to him and say, there's a bad day. I'm having a bad day. Are you kidding me? Right, for somebody who lived through the war to come to them and go, you're having a bad day? It's impossible. There is no such thing as good or bad days. There is just what happens to you. It's balance. And you've got to not wish for no problems, not wish that nothing bad ever happens. You have to wish and drive towards being able to deal with bigger problems. Don't wish for no problems. Wish for better solutions. Wish for the ability to handle bigger problems problems. So the question I want to ask Kevin would be, how do you keep yourself so positive, so motivated day in, day out? Because every time I meet you, you're always full of energy. Do You don't have any bad days? Or how do you, when you get to bad days, how do you come across them? How do you overcome those? I kind of just answered that question, but I'm going to add another bit because Radu said there, every time I meet you, you're full of energy. Here's why. Because how can I stand in front of people and tell you that you've got to push forward, tell you you've got to get up early in the morning, tell you you've got to stay out late at night, tell you you've got to drive forward, tell you you've got to be positive, tell you that it is possible for you to achieve success, and then I not show up and lead from the front? No matter what type of thought I'm having, I have got to show up. And I've got to bring it because if I don't bring it and I don't push that passion onto you, then that will rub off on you. The whole point of what I do is I've got to make sure that positivity rubs off on you. Because when positivity rubs off on you, you'll take action and you will get results. But if I show up as a mentor, as a coach and go, oh, the world's ending, oh, everything's crap, etc. What are you going to feel? How are you going to react to that? So that's why I show up with energy every single day. I get up in the morning and at any moment, by the way, positive and negative thoughts, it's impossible. It's impossible to think a positive and a negative thought at the same time. So all you've gotta do every time you start thinking about a negative thought is think about a positive one instead. Take your brain to a positive place and the negative thought will disappear. It is impossible to think both at the same time. It's also impossible, the only thing that's ever impossible in this world it's impossible to think an impossible thought. I challenge you on that. If you could think something is possible, it is possible. It's achievable. You cannot think a thought that's not possible. Or oh, impossible. Um, if I could ask Kevin anything, I will probably ask him, what keeps him motivated when he's feeling tired? Um, what keeps him going? and? What gives him the drive to keep helping people the way he does? What keeps me motivated when I'm feeling tired is very simple. I'm interested already in this. My dad died in 1999 when I was 21 years old. And I left Ireland and I came to the UK with a bit of a chip on my shoulder but also a drive to try and prove myself to the world. I went off to Eastern Europe and bought the wrong type of properties in the wrong way, off plan abroad with small staged payments and built a massive debt that lost me 10 years. 10 years of opportunity. I now have a son who's just turned six years old. I have a daughter who's turning four years old in a few days time. And the thing that drives me, and it gets me up in the morning and keeps me out at night, is one thing. And that is the only fear I've got left. And it is the fear that I will not be standing on this planet when those two kids hit their 20s. And I will work my ass off and push and push and push. Those two children, as far away from stupidity as I possibly can because I made stupid mistakes in my 20s and I will make sure that if they make stupid mistakes, it won't affect them financially because I've got them so far ahead financially. Before I leave this planet, nothing is going to hurt them. Yeah, my question's similar. It's the second part. He always has so much to give. He's always really helpful. Um, you know, just really kind, full of energy. So it's just what's the motivation that, I guess, keeps him helping others? Because for him, I presume for himself, it's, you know, the legacy and his family and everything, but the helping others, I'd be interested to know what is it that keeps him going. Okay, so why do I like helping others so much? Because when I was in a corporate job, um, if you went to get a promotion, you would step on each other's toes for a promotion. But the thing about property investing is, it's actually hard alone. It's damn difficult, hard, and lonely doing property alone. And the reason I help others is because it's all about collaboration and reciprocity. So if you collaborate, if you work together in property, if you join venture, if you share ideas, it rises all ships together. I have never found anything in my life like property investing that your success comes with other people, not at the expense of other people. In a corporate job, it was at the expense of other people. In property investing, you achieve way more together. You join venture, you collaborate, you share ideas, and you grow together. Kevin, in your opinion, how do you think AI is going to disrupt uh, property? What do you think the next big uh, businesses and startups are um, in the property um, niche coming out? maybe to do with AI, or maybe it's not to do with AI, but how do you think technology will disrupt um, the property game as we know it? How do I think AI will disrupt the property game? Well, you have been listening to this now for over 20 minutes, and I'm not Kevin. Kevin's at home. This is an AI version of Kevin. See? Didn't hurt. Fuck. No, it's not. It's not. It's really me. It did hurt. Ah, why did I do that? Um, How do I think AI is going to, (laughs) whoa, I nearly knocked myself out. How do I think AI is going to affect the property world? Um, I think AI is going to change everything. I don't know enough about it yet. I don't think anybody does. There's a lot of people out there that are talking about knowing everything about AI. Here's what I do know is that you don't need to go into Google anymore and Google stuff. Um, In my office and our lettings business, I I can put together, just type in, write a really good health and safety policy for the business. I can type specifics into um, ChatGTP and it'll give you detailed answers, business plans, answers to questions. It's gonna disrupt not just property, it's gonna disrupt the whole school system. Children can cheat exams with AI. Now they might not be able to cheat the physical exam, but they can cheat the homework. We moved over to kids using computers in schools. Now we're trying to move away from them using computers because they can cheat the system with AI. Um, It's gonna disrupt everything. I believe there'll be things like virtual viewings. You're not gonna have to travel across the country to do a viewing, you can do virtual viewings. That's coming anyway, whether it be AI or not, but you can get AI to do research properties for you. You could go online and you could get them to dig out all information about a person, all information about the history of a property, all previous sales, what the prices were. You can just ask artificial intelligence AI for the answers and they'll give you the answers. So here's what it's going to do. It's going to breed speed 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 and speed brings breeds more success and those that get in on ai early those that embrace the change they're going to finish ahead of everybody else those that sit back looking for the problem right they will not succeed because there's two types of people those that find a problem in every opportunity and those that see the opportunity in every problem you need to be the second person It doesn't really matter about AI and what changes it's gonna do because AI ain't gonna paint your house and decorate your house and fit your kitchen. In property investing, nothing is changing yet. Stop waiting for the future. I don't wanna do anything because I wanna see what AI does. Why don't you just go view a house? Why don't you just go make an offer? Why don't you get ahead? And then if AI does something that can help you, great. But in property investing, the fundamentals are go look at a house, view the house, see it with your eyes, right? hire a refurb team refurbish the thing ai ain't doing that for you and push your business forward today don't worry about future changes focus on making money now so that was my thoughts for some of my students questions they hit me with some really interesting questions there i hope you got value from it as well and maybe it can get you thinking a little bit about are you doing enough are you focused enough on what you're aiming to achieve with your property goals Remember, the the podcast is out every single Tuesday. It's on iTunes and Stitcher. So make sure you have subscribed so you don't miss future content. I've been Kevin McDonald. You've been amazing and I'll see you next time.